0: So
1: I do really believe that authorship is gonna be, you know, more at the forefront and almost like a necessity versus nice to have moving forward just because authority has always been important to Google and it's not, they're not backing away from it. Welcome to Unmiss, your go-to digital marketing hub. I'm Anatoly Ulatovsky, here with expert tips and exclusive chats to boost your online game. Let's get started.
0: Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, welcome. Today we are going to discuss more about content marketing. I love this topic. I spend so much time to craft my content to win organic reach in different platforms, video content, text-based, social media, SEO, everywhere, including PR. And it works well. I can save a lot of money if I craft my process myself. Don't pay for agencies. I cooperate with agencies if I can do something and I need it. So m- many directions, many things. And today it's very important to be on this game because according to data, if you pay attention to organic reach, you can get revenue three times more than with paid marketing. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Zap Kedesh. How are you?
1: Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Ah, big
0: pleasure, man. A big pleasure.
1: I want to learn more about
0: SEO, about content marketing, about uh, getting success. I know it's tough today. Um, And I remember I started my journey in 2008, uh, 15 years ago. And that was more simple. Uh, I hired a team of writers who wrote about anything. (laughs) uh, I gave them topics about weight loss, finance, anything, accounting. Uh, They wrote, uh, Google ranked, we got results. Today, Google fired all my team. Okay, I I fired my team. Google just pushed me to do it. (laughs) Uh, And I searched for experts, for real experience. And I cooperate with people who know the topic. I'm so picky on that. I'm so picky because I know without high quality, without sharing something new, it's tough to win the game. Uh, Even if you use ChatGPT. It's tough to craft great content, for example, I tried with uh, accounting, my brothers asked me, please craft great content, I couldn't, because I don't know this topic, I can write uh, some generic prompts, nothing special, I can't edit results, uh, 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 but if you ask me to do it about SEO or digital marketing, I can. You don't need to ask me. I I always do it you know, because I love this game. Zach, before yeah. you start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Zach Kadish. I'm a manager of the SEO uh, customer su- success team here at Conductor in New York City. I live in New York as well. Um, you know, I've I've been at the company for a little over eight years, and I'm really excited to talk a little bit more around SEO content and kind of you know the evolution that we're going to see now with the rise of you know search generated experience uh, coming to google soon
0: yeah nice nice i think it's important to consider search generative experience um, and uh, i think uh, it will be a game changer it's my opinion uh, i know yeah. when people can share that seo is never will be dead i disagree I completely disagree. Everyone has the N, including SEO. And according to data, let's check data. Uh, I love numbers. Uh 12% of people search on uh, AI bots. 12% of people. So uh ChatGPT appealed plus year ago. And today 12% of people use chatbots to find answers, uh, including me. For example, when I decided to buy a new Tesla in Florida, I uh ask one simple question on google can i use self drivers feature after pilot in florida because each state has different law and i couldn't find answer for my simple question you know a, a lot yeah. of information a lot of content what is tesla why tesla can save this world why it's important to think about electricity something like this but i i i just needed simple answer to my question and yeah. i asked on chat gpt and got this answer for a few seconds i think i think everyone uh, who needs a simple answer will ask on chat gpt most specific answer because it's tough to search in uh, long content and find the answer yeah so- for me, it's a game-changer. Uh, Zach, to tell uh, your prediction about the future. Uh, but you mentioned about SGE. W- what is the beast if someone doesn't know about this and how to optimize for uh, this feature? Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. So, you know, just taking a step back, search generative, generative experience is, you know, Google's early step into, you know, releasing generative AI within the search experience. And they've kind of, you know, gone all in on this type of experience where it's actually consolidating a lot of different resources directly within the the SERP or the search engine result page. So, you know, it's almost like a very informed or, um, you know, expanded answer box now that actually consolidates multiple sources. And, you know, I feel it's, it's very similar to what you kind of said, where you got really simple answers from ChatGPT that wasn't always possible on Google. And they noticed, you know, people are gonna start going to these AI tools to get more answers, especially if it's, you know, just an informational type question, they don't really need to do too much. Re- they don't want to do too much research around it. I mean, I don't know if you've opted into, you know, SGE, or if any of you know your viewers have either, but some answers are really good already. You can type in very long tail, you know, type queries, very stream of consciousness, conversational type stuff, and get a really good answer back. So this is definitely Google's way to like kind of compete with these AI tools to make sure that they're not going to steal their market share because you know, Google has that, you know, ninety percent market share right now, at least in the United States, in terms of search. So they're really trying to protect that uh moving forward.
0: Yeah. And uh I'm interested about blog content more. Uh, and the main reason because uh I spent a lot of time to craft blog posts, to write them. And I'm interested because, you know, I remember when feature snippets appealed, many content creators uh, complained that Google can steal Mm -hmm. our content, but Google at least links to our content. (laughs) I think uh, we will get the time when uh, people will miss uh, feature snippets when Google just uh, linked and AI bots just steal without even reference to our content. Your prediction about blog content.
1: (laughs) No, yeah, it's definitely scary, especially for these content creators. You know, people are nervous that, you know, their traffic is going to decrease significantly. You know, people aren't going to be, aren't going to have to click on their content and then convert or sign up for whatever their, you know, type of call to action they have on their blog or on their site. I think it's still an unknown in a sense because, you know, it is still an experiment. I'm happy that Google is sourcing the content that they're referencing in these search generative, you know, snippets. So i still think that people will eventually go to the sites but it depends on the type of search you know there might be more zero click searches where people just want to get a quick answer and then they leave but you know down the road they'll they'll come back they'll remember where they learned that they might go directly to your site they might search that again so i think there still is hope for people who are content creators and blog writers you know get people to their site but it is definitely interesting to see and You know, I I do expect there's going to be a decrease in these like early stage informational queries. There's going to be a decrease in traffic and, you know, there's going to be a decrease in clicks to your site.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, my opinion about that, uh, we can adapt. Whatever happens, we can adapt. Digital, um, you know, uh, I remember when marketers on TV and radio, they didn't lose their jobs. They adapted to digital. Uh, Forbes, New York Times. Appealed before digital. Today they adapted to digital. And uh, I think it's important today to think about uh, creating strong brand awareness. So if you have strong brand recognition, uh, Forbes can get traffic in different various directions, not only about SEO. And if chatbots can steal our content, probably, uh, I don't want to predict, but probably most content creators will disallow to uh, scan their content Uh, if they can't get any benefits. So uh, Google or any other uh, new systems need to consider content creators. And uh, anyway, uh, e-commerce marketing will work at any environment uh, Mm -hmm. because, uh, okay, if you can win with blog content, you can use you can film short videos. And you know, it's interesting about SEO. I don't think that SEO teaches how to rank on Google. Of course, SEO teaches about that. But I mean, like, SEO can teach how to create high quality content, how to get uh, authoritative relevant backlinks that will build your brand awareness, that will uh, get you authority. Um, If you play White Hat SEO, uh, even to, you know, for example, we uh, use PR in our link building strategy. We got mentions on CNN. Bloomberg, uh Dow Jones, uh, CoinDesk, Investing.com, big websites, and yeah. most of them don't link to our content. They just mention us, and you know, authority is high. You know, I don't, I don't care if I get mentioned on CNN. I just want to get it. You know, so, c- yeah, can you can tell? The link. Yeah, uh, you mentioned uh, your agency is in New York. Can you tell? uh Why your agency is better than others? I mean, like, you know, we are marketers, we always learn uh, strong sides. Uh, We need to know benefits. And uh, I'm interested, I think my audience uh, as well, uh, why you are better? What is your strong side? uh, How you can help more and better your customers?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, here at Conductor, we, we do have a software that helps us monitor, you know, your keywords, your traffic, and then also do research to really get that competitive intelligence. And understand the customer's voice. So, you know, it is, you know, that type of enterprise platform that's really able to not only understand, you know, how your site's doing, but then you can actually, you know, make improvements to it to better understand what you can actually do to rank better or what you can do to be found more. Uh, We also have, you know, a crawling technology called Content King that crawls your site 24 seven. So it's really that solid foundation to make sure that there's no issues that occur on your site before search engines or before you know even other users notice these technical errors and then can't actually access your content so it's really that all-in-one suite that really allows you to better make sure that you know your content's in a good place your technical SEO is in a good place and then we also obviously have services that help with you know making sure that you you all these things are working well together um, but you know I think it's kind of what you mentioned before you know it is scary when Google releases all these things, but as long as we're creating that high quality content that, you know, matches the heart and the soul of the user, we're going to rank. We're going to show up and we're going to be, you know, sourced or someone's going to find our content, whether it's, you know, direct on Google or whether it's through some other other publisher that's linking to us because they liked our content and they thought it was high quality.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about more about uh, other publishers linked to us uh, about link building or PR. Can you tell uh, your methods, how you do it and uh, how you deserve or earn these backlinks or mentions to your websites?
1: Yeah, great question. Honestly, I'm, I'm a big believer that if you write high quality content, the links are going to come naturally. You know, that's really my, my methodology between uh, when thinking about linking. It's really, you know, if we're writing good content that users and other people out there enjoy, that it's relevant, that's answering their questions and solver, solving their needs and helping them with problems, someone else is going to find it. Someone else is going to link to us because of that. And that's why it's also important. But I do n- notice now that with SGE, and you know there are a lot of other, I guess, mediums or types of content that are starting to show up. You know We see a lot of Quora, a lot of Reddit. So I do think it's important to kind of build up your brand awareness in these other social channels, you know, it's not just always about organic and, and writing that content anymore. We do now have to be maybe a little bit more proactive in terms of just reaching out to different communities in the social space to make sure that we are being found. And, you know, it could just be interacting with them. But as long as you're building up that brand awareness, people are gonna find your content and link to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good point if you create uh, link worthy content. I mean, like, if someone, uh, if you give a strong reason to link to your content, I mean, like static pages or simple tools, I don't know, because I use a lot of strategy, but uh, I can't win this game without PR. So I add PR and, uh, That's fair. Uh, yeah, and uh, let me share how uh, I use PR. Uh, when I started my PR campaigns, uh, I decided to increase my strength with link building. Uh, I learned a lot from Ferry and other, other great experts, how to do it PR and, uh, you know, I paid for one press release $6,000, uh, so, uh, PR agency wrote press release distributed them. And, uh, I counted, I need to, uh, to pitch 12 press releases a week. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's really good money. You know, uh, and it's. Yeah, it's more than $3 million, you know, uh, a year. So what I did, I decided to craft the process myself. I wrote a bunch of press releases. I pitched all of them. I failed 100%. No, zero mentions, zero links, nothing. Then, uh, but I learned how it works. Yeah, I I hired specialists. By the way, even in PR agencies, I found they usually uh, write press releases themselves. For example, if I give them them topics about trading or investing, they don't hire specialists in trading and investing niche. They search for trading topics, think how to provide value for journalists, uh, but... uh, I can't say experts can write these topics. It's more about uh, news-related topics uh, to yeah. leave some simple opinion, uh, not expert opinion. So what we did, we uh, have a team of writers who, for, who write for our blogs. Uh, uh, they write for Forbes, Investor Payday, big big website. And I tell them, uh, look at, we need to write press releases. And they wrote press releases uh, just to consider the format, bullet points. Uh, the length uh, around 500 words uh, to leave an expert opinion. And uh, then I learned about tools, how to pitch all these press releases, and we got mentions mm-hmm. CNN CNN. Uh, we got mentions on Bloomberg, many big websites. Uh, one press release earned plus uh, 55 mentions, a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I stopped counting them, you know, uh, Coindesk, Investing.com, and... Yeah we got it you know you you can craft any process yourself so and it can help to increase authority to get results by the way zach i want to ask about mentions you know for me it's tough to get link from cnn but when they mention my content i'm happy (laughs) to So tell uh what do you think about mentions if you get mentions from big resources how it can help you because you know everyone thinks about the follow links but what do you think about today (laughs)
1: No, yeah, I mean, absolutely. If you're getting sourced by one of those very authoritative, you know, websites like uh, a CNN or like even like a edu or org, that's going to, you know, really help in terms of Google also noticing that you are authoritative around that topic. So that will absolutely help just you, know, sh- you show up better within, you know, the SERPs, because if someone else is sourcing to you, that's another signal to Google that you know what you're talking about. And I think even like more important that, than that is also when we create this quality content. We do need to make sure that someone who is an expert, who, who, who has authority, is writing our content. You know? I also think that it's really important to now start adding authorship or author page like author pages on your site, uh, reviewed by it on your site if you're if it's relevant, just because that really shows Google, hey, you know what you're talking about. You're an expert within this field, and we're gonna trust that the content that you're writing. actually help the users that are searching for this topic so i do really believe that authorship is going to be you know more at the forefront and almost like a necessity versus nice to have moving forward just because authority has always been important to google and it's not they're not backing away from it
0: yeah yeah love it love it uh zach i want to ask about one topic that it's tough to ignore today about ai and uh, jeff Coyle said on my podcast He's a uh, co founder of Market Muse. Uh, that in the future, we will have three companies. The first company will develop AI, the second company will implement AI, and the third company will be obsolete. Who can leave the trade? You know, <laughs> can compete yes. with others. According to data, I love numbers 5% of content creators uh marketers lost their jobs when Chat GPT appealed. Um, it's terrible, but um i don't think that these people lost jobs because of ai they lost because someone adapted to ai and can yeah. replace them because i grew my results with ai i got a lot of results by the way i wrote an article uh on search engine uh, uh on linkedin yeah this article on linkedin and uh let me share my screen just uh uh for a few seconds um uh, yeah, about uh, how I got results uh, with AI. Oh. Yeah, I think you can see now. Um, yep. And uh, look at, we uh, prom- we uh, uh, promote this website from scratch, from zero, uh, and uh, in uh, investing and trading niche, and uh, we use a lot of AI content. Uh, today, we get around more than 2,000 uh, people a day in wow. a very competitive niche. And uh, when I uh, share about this case study, someone can tell me, you know, Google can dr- drop your ranking positions. No. Let me explain why. Because I use AI to create high-quality content. I don't yeah. use AI to create content at scale. If I don't feel the quality, then I I stop creating this content. So AI can help to craft high quality content and this project is growing and growing fast. Um, so I, I think uh, AI is a powerful tool if you use it smart. Can you tell Zach, how to use uh, AI to get such results?
1: No, absolutely. Like. I think and it's it's interesting because Google has even said in their guidelines, like we don't we don't care if you're using AI for content creation. We actually think it can be a great tool for creativity to be more efficient, to you know, help with the process. They just want to make sure that someone else, like a human, is reviewing it. You know, there's been many sites out there like CNET or Sports Illustrated that have written content at scale with all AI. They like made up AI like people who like. Uh, profiles too, like we shouldn't do that. But I don't see any issues in using ChatGPT or these other AI tools to like actually help with their content creation process. You know, here at Conductor, we actually have started to integrate AI within our platform to help with this exactly because we know that it's kind of like what you said. You know, AI is not going to replace every position, but the people who use AI, they're going to replace others. They're going to ex- exceed in their you know whatever position they are. Let's take content marketing for this instance. You know, it can be more efficient with content creation or content outlines or generating title tags or descriptions or just reframing your tone of voice. But we do want to make sure that you are, you know, checking it over, making sure it's quality and making sure that, you know, there's not these AI hallucinations or, you know, things that aren't actually correct in there.
0: Yeah, nice, nice. And uh, can you tell how you uh, adapt AI today after ChatGPT appealed? I mean, like, uh, do you spend, you know, for example, I speak with ChatGPT more often than with my wife. Uh, I I like to ask this question because ChatGPT can reply to this question. I love my wife, but I like to speak with ChatGPT too because he he, is smart tool, can help me a lot. So tell how you adapt AI in your process.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've used it honestly for so many different things. I mean, I used it for, you know, helping with content creation or just, you know, being more efficient there. I've also helped it with like a lot of aspects of technical SEO, you know, like I didn't always know how to write, regular expressions or you know more advanced excel or google sheet formulas jack gpt is a lifesaver here before you had to kind of you know scour through the web and find the exact thing that matched your your instance now it actually is very specific if you give it enough good prompts you know you can get the answer right away so it's made my life a lot more efficient with you know data analysis with visualizations with you know even like image creation there's so many cool things you can do with it and it's obviously only the beginning of it so There's definitely a lot more advancements that I'm excited to see.
0: Yeah, nice, nice. Zach, uh, I think Conductor has a lot of competitors, big competitors, big companies. Tell about your uh, benefits or strong side, why you can provide something better than your competitors, uh, or you can uh, list specific tools that will lead customers in in, in a great direction.
1: (laughs) No, absolutely. I mean, you know, as SEOs, I feel like a lot of people are using, you know, a variety of different smaller tools. You know, there's, you know, Chrome extensions, there's, you know, other aspects of these, like these smaller research tools. We really at Conductor have an all-in-one suite that allows you to do everything in one platform. And, you know, it's not just always for SEOs, you know, you can have your web development team in there, you can have your content marketing team, you can have your brand and product team. So I think that's really the biggest aspect of it. It's not only a one-stop shop for doing research, analyzing competitors monitoring your technical issues but it's also really there to help collaborate and you know you can all work together in the same space so it makes it a lot more intuitive and it kind of breaks down those silos because you know that's one of the biggest things when you deal with uh companies that have you know multiple departments not everyone's always focused or dedicated to seo this kind of breaks down those silos and everyone can see how they're working towards the same goal
0: Mm -hmm. yeah nice nice love it love it zach uh I like to speak about mistakes because in my life, I made a lot of mistakes, terrible mistakes, slight mistakes. I keep doing them because I don't know how to go ahead without doing mistakes. I mentioned that I started uh, to adapt with PR to make mistakes, uh, but it's learning process. I don't know how to go ahead without making mistakes because you can read all best practices, generic. Strategies, but you need to make your hands dirty. When you make your hands dirty, you can learn from experience. So, Zach, can you list mistakes that we can avoid? I mean, like. Like digital marketers, uh, if you know from your experience that companies, people still do some mistakes, but uh, just let us know what we can avoid in the process. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely, and I think that's a good point. You know, you can read all the theories and the best practices, but you really need to kind of experiment and try things out, and and make sure that you're accomplishing or trying things out on your site to see what you can accomplish or not. Um, you know, something that I've consistently seen as maybe. a a larger mistake whether it's at digital marketing companies or you know smaller companies is kind of like keyword cannibalization where people are writing the same topic over and over and over but just in a little different way and i understand you know if that's what you're relevant around you you want to talk about it but it honestly hinders them their their own site you know they end up not ranking well because google is confused about which content to show the user and they don't show any of their content in the end of the day. So that's something that I've consistently noticed small, large, medium companies across the board. There's tons of cannibalization. And, and that's definitely, you know, it's an issue, but we'll see what happens with SGE and if it gets a little smarter and, and finds the right piece of content. But I've seen that, you know, consistently where people aren't having a cohesive content strategy and they just write the same thing over and over and it it hurts themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I want to speak more about keywords, because I see when companies uh, use or choose uh, high volume keywords, but uh, in my experience, it's not a good idea. For example, if I take keyword SEO, I need to compete with Neil Patel, Moz, Google Mm -hmm. itself, uh, big authoritative websites that deserve these ranking positions, that have a lot of authority Uh, and uh, when um, SMB uh, compete with big brands, it's not a good idea. And uh, I know from personal experience when we uh, help trading, investing websites to get ranking positions, I usually tell we don't need to compete with these big billion dollar companies. Okay, we can create better content, but who knows it's better or not. People need authority. People trust these websites. So we need to find another way. Can you tell how to choose these keywords? I mean, like, okay, if I have a list of keywords, let's imagine weight loss. Yeah. Uh, and some company uh, companies want to promote weight loss supplements. How to choose the right keywords from the list of million keywords, you know,
1: if you can find uh, at any tool. Yeah. Now, keyword research is like the bread and butter of content marketing. It's the bread and butter of SEO. It's like, you know, really where we all start out in. And sometimes it's hard. It's hard to figure out the right phrase to target for the right audience. Something that I think is really important is that user intent and that competitive intent. You know, we want to make sure that the search intent of our keyword is correct. So, you know, really not before you pick a keyword and go all in on it, see who else is ranking for it. You know, are these your direct competitors? Are they your organic SEO competitors? Do we have the ability to show up here? And then once we figure that out and we know, hey, this is the right one for us, Make sure that we're also writing that content in the right medium that Google wants to surface. You know, if it's video content, maybe we have to add a little, you know, video content to to our article or you know create a video around it. But I think it's really important to do that competitive analysis to figure out the search intent. Then obviously make sure you're not cannibalizing yourself. You don't have content out there that's already ranking for this phrase, and then making sure that when we create that content we use those semantically related keywords or those relevant keywords that other users or Google might also associate with our topic. That way, we're really, you know, covering all our bases to make sure that the content is surfaced in the right way. And also any user who searches for our topic, broader or relevant at all, can find it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh,
0: can you tell how to choose priorities? I mean, like, okay, if I have a lot of keywords, I group them, uh cluster to specific groups uh, by the way you can tell how to group as well because <laughs> it's uh interesting question yeah. from my audience as well but uh how to choose the right group of keywords uh i mean like if you have million keywords but uh all companies have limited resources. Even big companies, I cooperate with big companies, they can tell, you know, I have one, two writers in my team. What? (laughs) You you get a hundred million revenue, but uh, a few writers, okay, let's stick with that. So I think even big companies, uh, including HubSpot, for example, on HubSpot, we can see only one article a day. Uh, Many other big companies post a few articles a week. So because everyone thinks about high quality content. And if we need to write only high quality content, we need to choose priorities from this huge list of keywords. So let us know how to find this keywords.
1: Yeah, you know, there's definitely a lot of ways to prioritize, like taking a step back and talking about the grouping of it. There's a variety of different ways you could group your keywords, you know, by brand, by non-brand. You could group it by intent, like early stage, comparative, late stage. You could group it by your products, your service lines. You could group it by, you know, a type of, you know, uh, keyword that you want to go after, if it has similar nomenclatures, and you know, you can combine a whole bunch of different rules there. So that's one of one of the ways to kind of group it if you're doing that analysis. In terms of priorities, something that I always recommend to companies is like, you know, what is your business focusing on? Like, you know, what's an area that is, you know, maybe underperforming, that's like, you know, that the CEO is talking about That's you know, if you're a public company, or like, what's being like talked about in the earnings, or if you're a small business, what's your what's your bread and butter? What's something that you want to focus on? That's one of the best ways to prioritize because that obviously, if you're creating content around something that your business cares about, that's important to your company, and that that can reap rewards down the road in terms of revenue. Other areas that I recommend in terms of priorities is like, where are we not visible that our competitors are? We always want to make sure that we're answering questions that we are knowledgeable around. So if our competitors are doing that, users are gonna to go to them instead of us. So, you know, focus on what your business cares about, focus where you know, there's opportunity and your competitors are talking about things that you're not. And then, you know, finally, we can take a look at other aspects in terms of, you know, search volume or rank. And that could be another way to kind of prioritize what type of content we're creating or when we're creating content.
0: Nice, nice, love it, love it, Zach. Uh, I wanna ask about sales funnel. You know, um, I remember when I spoke with one webmaster who lost uh, 400 000 traffic but he didn't lose any sales so basically google dropped his ranking positions but sales <laughs> were the same so and uh, what he learned from that uh, if you get traffic it doesn't mean you can sell your products we need to consider sales funnel uh user intent and yeah. uh, you mentioned about user intent but um, i want to know if how to choose keywords that will sell your products uh, that you can Put in your sales funnel.
1: No, absolutely, and that is a really interesting use case because you know in that instance there are a lot of times when people create content just merely as a traffic play. You know they might have created content for very high volume keywords that a lot of people might be searching around and finding, but that could be unqualified traffic. You know that could be traffic that actually is never going to convert. What I like to focus on in terms of like priorities or user intent is really making sure that. We pick long tail keywords that are relevant to our audience you know i don't honestly always care about search volume i think it's more of a directional metric i don't care if you know there's a hundred a thousand ten people searching for the keyword i pick if it's the most relevant thing for us that's something that i'm going to you know write content around and i think there's going to be a rise of these long tail queries in the future you know before search generative experience there was already like 50 percent of you know key people searching long tail queries I think this is going to rise like, uh, considerably in the future, where it's going to be a majority of people are typing long tail phrases in because they're getting really good responses back. And that's really where I think we should focus when we're trying to, you know, either get people down the funnel, because the longer you t- the, of the keyword you type in, the more you know what you want. So it makes sense that people are going to click on your content. And that's really what we should be focusing on.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it's a good idea. And I usually check traffic value, uh, not uh, just uh, volume because volume yeah. for me is almost nothing. And I remember, for example, even on social media, if I get uh, a million views and zero sales, I'm not sure that I need to have this views. But if, if I get a few hundred views and a few sales, so, yeah, I, I, I like it a lot more So <laughs> uh, when I can sell. Um, and zach uh, I, I have a lot of questions to you many many great questions but uh, uh i think everyone who uh, want to learn from zach they can follow on social media uh, yep. i leave all common uh, links in the description to this podcast and zach i want to ask uh, a few specific questions about your personal experience uh, what i found that I usually get good results with customers who understand what I do. So if they understand why we need to use PR, why we need to craft high quality content, uh, why uh, SEO is more about traffic value than getting more traffic. So when we uh, understand each other, we can get great results. And we... uh, uh, we grow our results with customers who understand SEO, who understand it's a long game. Uh, but uh, you can win this game if you have passion, if you want to uh, spend more time to sacrifice your hobbies, you know, to think about that, if you hire the right people. So it's, it's possible to win this game because competition is huge, extremely competitive. But uh, I found if customers don't understand, I usually tell them. Take my course, learn on YouTube, learn on Google, listen yeah. podcast. I don't care how. I, I care that you understand the basic. If you don't understand, nobody can decide your problems. If someone wants to lose weight, you can find the best coach, the best uh, nutrition. But if you don't understand why you need to eat healthy food, to train hard, to drink water, you, you can't achieve results. Nobody can decide your problems. You want to learn foreign language? Okay, you can find great tutors, but you need to know why you want to learn this language. You need to yep. understand, to spend time, to sacrifice your time. So basically, uh, I usually check the level of skills of my customers and tell them, okay, you need to learn, then we can go ahead. You need to understand the basic, And I have students in my network. are looking for ways to learn from scratch especially today when we have ai Uh, so basically let's imagine you started today from scratch without any experience knowledge skills it's your first day in asio forget about your skills uh you know google exists You, you use google but you have no idea how it ranks so what will you do if you started from scratch
1: yeah, that's a great question. And I think, you know, first off, you need to have that passion, you need to have that desire, you need to want to learn or want to, you know, grow within the field. That's definitely the first step. And then, you know, I think it's kind of similar to what you were saying before, you, you need to do your research, you know, you need to, you know, sign up or read search engine publications, like go to, you know, all these different publications, sign up for their, new, their newsletters, absorb things that are going on in the industry. I would also recommend to, you know, join different communities, whether that's Slack communities, Reddit, you know, follow people on Twitter or LinkedIn. Those are the people that are going to be updating you on things that are happening fresh within the industry. So you can actually better understand what's happening. You know, there's also, there's tests out there and like that you can take on like LinkedIn learning or, you know, Coursera that that's all good and and nice, but you then you also kind of have to get your hands dirty too, to kind of experiment, to see what works or what doesn't. You know, that's one of the best ways that I learned is, you know, I just read a lot of information. I watched all these videos. I listened to what people were doing with their actual companies so that when I had clients or when I was trying it out on my own, I had a good, you know, grasp on what to kind of do. And then I could kind of evolve it from there. So, you know, you got to stay in tune with the community and you also need to kind of make sure that, you know, you're finding all these good resources out there from the search engine publications and, and learning from people who have already done these things for many years. Nice. Yeah. Uh,
0: a good tip, good tip. And I agree. You need to, uh, also act, you know, like Leo Messi or Michael Jordan. These guys prefer to play with ball than uh, learn how to play basketball or soccer. uh, And uh, Michael Jordan can spend a lot of time uh, in the court. Leo Messi can hit the ball thousand times a day because uh, you can learn, but learning only opens the door where you need to go with practice, with act and personally. I sacrifice my learning because of acting. Um, I, I, I can't learn a teeny percent of new publications of new articles, videos, podcasts, because I have no time to learn yeah. all this stuff, but I know for me, it's more important to practice to act then results will come. And Zach, my final question about the future, um, I want to ask you, take your crystal ball, let us know what kind of future will be in digital marketing or content marketing.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. And honestly, I think moving forward, you know, especially with the rise of AI and search generated experience that people are going to start like not focusing as much on keyword rankings and, you know, showing up on search. And it's going to be more about the entire digital presence and having that real estate everywhere. So it's not just going to be organic or paid by itself. All these channels are going to be really working together, you know, social, uh, paid, organic, all of them are going to have to, you know, be in tuned with each other and collaborating with each other, because in the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how people get to your site as long as they're landing on it. So I really think it's important to instead of focusing so much on rankings, focus on your real estate on the SERPs and how much you are showing up versus your competitors.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Love it. Love it. Zach, it's a big pleasure to get on my show to learn from you. I love this experience. So fun, valuable. Uh I'm going to follow you on social media because I need more value. I love value. I need to update skills that I have. I'm a student on this life, so I need to spend more time to uh, to craft my skills. Tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, follow me on LinkedIn, uh, Zach Kadish. Uh, you know, that's where I post some of the articles that I write for search engine publications or, or just share my thoughts. So definitely happy to connect with anyone there.
0: Nice, nice, guys. You can find LinkedIn uh, to LinkedIn account in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. Love it. So valuable. Welcome back anytime to share more valuable insights. I, I'm going to follow you guys. You need to follow. It's a big mistake if you don't follow Zach because you can see a lot of value. Okay, guys. Love you. See you all. Thanks for
1: tuning in to
0: Unmiss. Enjoyed the show? Drop us a review on
1: your favorite platform and help us spread the digital marketing wisdom. See you next episode.